Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know what's really important to me when I do business with a company is trust and transparency. I've been telling you now for a good while about my buddy Damon Burton and his company, SEO National, because trust and transparency are just as important to them. You know, for the last 15 years in the search engine optimization space, they have been leading the way and serving people tremendously well. Now, for those of you that don't know what SEO is, it stands for search engine optimization. It helps you show up higher on Google searches so that folks that are looking for what you have find you quicker. And you know what's really encouraging? More revenue, more sales, growing your business. Do me a favor, get in touch with Damon and his team today at SEO National at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get your free quote and tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. I hope you're ready because here comes a dynamite conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. Recording again on the road. Um, and it's and it's three days after the Super Bowl as we record this. So, uh, yes, I am rocking Bengals gear, you know, because we're, we're still on a little bit of a high, even though the Bengals lost in the Super Bowl. Um, it's okay, man. At least we got there. First time in 33, 34 years Bengals have got there, so. We're going to ride it as far as we can, but what we're, we're also going to do, we're, we're also going to ride as far as we can, is a powerful conversation with a guy that I discovered on Twitter. And if you are on Twitter, you need to follow him at Zach, Z-A-C-H, Altmeyer, A-L-T-M-Y-E-R. We're going to talk about life, business, and we'll tell Zach's story. But it's an honor for me to have entrepreneur, coach, Zach Altmeyer joining me on the Intentional Courage podcast. Zach, what's good? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I uh, really appreciate the opportunity. We we've been working on this a little while because you are a busy guy. So let, let's go here for let's start here in 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 our conversation. As you know, I start about every podcast with asking people what the last couple of years have been like because here's the thing, Zach. You live in Western PA. I live in West. I live in West Virginia. We, we geographically we live in real similar areas, but your experience around the last couple of years as we've kind of navigated through the the COVID nineteen pandemic has been different than some people's. You know, I, I know what mine and my family how it's been like for us. I want to get your perspective how the last couple of years have been for you, and what is a lesson as we kind of seem to. It seems like we're kind of winding out of this thing. As we wind out of it, what's a lesson that you learned during COVID that you'll carry with you after this thing's over with? Yeah, that is, um, I've actually been thinking about that a lot lately. And um, the number one thing that came from me and just the the past couple of years is just to, to focus on what you can control. Because, I mean, at the past couple of years, there has been a lot of things that you can't control um, and a lot of crap for lack of better words of, of outside noise going on and just things that you don't have control over. And you can let that consume you. You can let that frustrate you and you can let that take over your entire day and it could take over your entire life if you let it. Um, so for me, it was, you know, focusing on what I could control, um, taking it day by day, spending my time with family and the people who really matter to me yeah. and yeah. Uh, just doing what's best uh, for me and helping others uh, any way that I could. But just focusing on those controllables that you have power over, because I think that's really powerful and trying to ignore a lot of the noise in the outside world. Zach, I love what you said there. Letting the, and I wrote it down this way, letting the control the uncontrollables control you and and that's that's really powerful because there are so many times that people just just kind of do this number if you're watching on youtube they just kind of throw their hands up like 
okay, what am I supposed to do now? And that's a situation of letting the uncontrollables control you instead of going, okay, I can't control this situation, but I can control these four other situations or these four other variables around the situation. Um, and it, it's a good example. You may not be able to control your health. You may um, have something that needs to be taken care of, but maybe you can control all the, let me go here for a minute. You and I were talking briefly before we got started recording about athletics. You were talking about Joe Burrow from the Bengals. He tears his ACL in his left knee. He gets it repaired. But he, you know, once once he can start moving and things like that, he can work all the other muscles around that knee ligament until that knee ligament heals to the point where he can start doing strengthening exercises around it. So he may not be able to, to do as much with the left knee, but he can always work his right knee, his right hip, his right quad. He can do all those other things to strengthen around that, that injured ligament until it gets to the point where it's strong enough to start to handle some more of the load. When you think about, let's go here for a second. When you think about that concept, not letting the uncontrollables control you, what's the biggest thing that you see that people allow to control them that really shouldn't be controlling them? That's a great question. Uh, that is a fantastic question. Man, I hope uh, I didn't fire a fastball at you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, that, um, man, I I mean, I hate to go down. I, I won't go down the road of politics, but, um, though you know, that's something that was very strong, especially with everything that's going on. And that's one of the things where, you know, you got to focus on you and what you can do what's best. I think another thing would be um, making the most out of your environment. Um, I know for, for me, my example, I, early on, I was frustrated with the, the lockdowns in my area early on. Um, I'm a big guy. I love going to the gym. You love doing running, any sort of physical activity. I'm all about that. Mm -hmm. um, and it was frustrating when I couldn't go to the gym. That was just, it's one of my rituals. So um, I kind of had to take a step back, like, what can I do to um, make the most of this opportunity? How can I still progress? And I, I, I still actually have the bag, but I um, went to Costco. I got like a 20 pound bag of rice. I use that as weight. I, you know, I was doing squats with it. I was doing lunges with it. I found a pull-up bar online. I got that up on my door, so I found a way to do pull-ups. And I had um, old dumbbells, um, and they were, like, only 8 pounds and 10 pounds. And I found a way to do high reps um, for curls and different sort of different exercises. So it's just trying to make the best of with what you have. Um, and that was something that I kind of learned I guess all throughout this pandemic is just making the most of your environment. We're going to get into in a few minutes, the, the kind of the special sauce that you have and I'm, and I'm hold that, but it, it's no surprise to me, Zach, that you took those, you just, you just found a different way to do things. I think anybody that follows you on social media knows that you are a Pretty, you're an incredibly unconventional guy. You just find different ways of doing things. And, 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 and I'll save that question for later when we get into your story. But here's really what I wanted to, to go with you. How much did you test your own unconventionality through the pandemic? Because you mentioned going to Costco and getting the 20-pound bag of rice, taking some old dumbbells. You know, maybe going to Marshalls or Ross's or TJ Maxx and getting the pull-up bar and, you know, just kind of creating your own gym. How much did you test that unconventionalism that, that you have always been about? And were, were there some things that you did that even surprised you with how unconventional they were? Yeah, I I mean, that's that was really early on, I guess, uh, my reselling business as well. Um trying to get creative on ways to um, keep my business going. Uh, you know, I could still go to the store. I could still 
pack shipments, I can still do research on kind of items that I want to go after. Um, so it was a good opportunity. You have that extra free time. Um, and it was the opportunity to kind of, how can I grow myself? How can I, you know, come out of this better than I was instead of kind of, you know, sitting around and, and wasting time. I know, um, you know, early on, we thought about trying to keep ourselves busy, um, coming up with my girlfriend and I, you know, new ways to play games, board games, just keeping ourselves entertained. Um, I spent some time more reading books. I'm not a big, very big book reader, but it was something, hey, you know, I had the time kind of just take take 30 minutes out of my day to get uh, get a chapter out of the way. Um, like I said, with weightlifting, um, trying to find new ways of challenging myself with, uh, with work. I know because work, it was difficult. Um, early on working from home because I, I'm an engineer, so it's, um, I spent a lot of time in the lab doing sort of testing and things of that nature. So not being able to be in the lab and do those things, it, um, it was quite a challenge to figure that stuff out on how I want to conduct and, and lead other people on how to accomplish these things. So, uh, you know, that was something else to just find different ways to do things and try to get creative as much as I could. It's funny you mention that because my son's an air, he's an engineering major at Marshall. He's in his third year in the engineering program. And, you know, I, I would tell him, I would say, listen, Bryce, your brain is different than mine because I couldn't do the math classes you've, you're doing. I couldn't do the, I, I just, I, I, I took physics in high school. I enjoyed it, but there's no way that I, I would, would be able to do that. Do you feel like your creativity comes from your engineering background or have you always just had this, this mind that works differently because you really have, and we, we will get to your, your reselling business. Cause I really, I want to spend some time with you there too, but do you, do you, have you always had that different way of looking at things or do you feel like it's because of your engineering background, the, the fact that you are an engineer, that you decide to look at things differently than other people look at them? That's a good question. I don't know if it's from my engineering background or where it comes from. I've always had the, the mentality of, um, you know, if you don't believe it, you're not going to be it. Um, you know, if you say, if you tell yourself, hey, I'm not creative, you're not going to be creative. You just don't believe and it's not going to happen. So it's one of those things where I just say, because I catch myself um, even saying that, you know, man, I, you know, I'm not artistic or I'm not creative. And when I catch myself, like, yes, you are. You just have to believe it. You have to accept that, yeah, you are creative. And when you come to that acceptance, it it comes to you. It's in a, It's a very weird way, but it does. It comes to you and you just, you kind of, let it happen. Um, and, and as long as you kind of stay consistent um, with trying different things, you're going to find a way to be creative. I love what you said there. Staying consistent in trying different things. And that's what I'm writing down because, Zach, I think that's just such a great point is if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that we have to be able to try different things. People are, are, are creating new ways of, of revenue generation, coming up with new ideas of, of, you know, restaurants that never did takeout are all, are now all of a sudden they've got a full takeout menu. They've got a, they've got a full, um, way to do it. You know, every restaurant that I see, and I, I'm, I'm working in Northern Virginia, as I'm record, as we're recording this, I mean, DoorDash is everywhere. Every restaurant now utilizes DoorDash or Grubhub. Be and before they wouldn't have done that. They would have left the delivery service to the pizza places. Now all of a sudden, you know, because the pandemic came, they're like, we just got to stay open 
And I love that. But, there, you know, you, you can try that. But the, the restaurant, I, I would think, would fail miserably if they said, oh, we're going to do a takeout menu. People love it. It's great. Things like that. And all of a sudden they go, yeah, but that's not really who we are. So we're just going to go back to the way we did things before. I love that. Staying consistent in trying things, trying new things. Let's step a, one more. Yeah, go ahead, add, please. Go ahead. No, I would just say add one more thing to keep trying, you know, stay consistent to keep trying different things until something sticks. Because that's exactly what I've, I've been doing since uh, I can remember. I love that. The power of something sticking. And that is so good. That's really good, Zach. Let's step aside, take a break. When we come back, I want to get into Zach's business and how he's helping people on social media. I've been thinking about some questions that I want to ask him in, in prepping for this, this conversation because what he's doing, folks, is really it's it's really unique, and so I want to give him room and space to talk about it. A little bit later, I want to give him room and space to talk about his story as well. My guest, entrepreneur, coach, Zach Altmeyer, joins me today on the Intentional Courage Podcast. Back in just a moment. Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton here. The new year is upon us, and you may be sitting there thinking, hey, I would really love to pay off some debt, or I would like to save for that dream vacation. Maybe you want to buy a new car. Whatever it is you want to do financially in the coming year, let me give you a great piece of intentional encouragement and something to think about that might help you do it. Products for Profit. Now, this is a course taught by my good friend, Joe Hart, who's been a guest on the Intentional Encourager podcast and has told his story how reselling changed his life. And you know what, folks? It could do the same thing for you too. It's really simple. Reselling is basically buying a product and then reselling it online for more money. And Joe is going to take you through the steps and show you how to do this either part-time or maybe as some of his students have done, take this full-time as well. Go to coachjoe89.gumroad.com backslash L backslash premium PFP. And oh, by the way, this group is going to help you find leads of products that are profitable right now, give you all kinds of great intentional encouragement, and you're going to be surrounded by a community of people that are going to want to see you be successful in the reselling game. Again, go to coachjoe89.gumroad.com backslash L backslash premium PFP and tell him you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And now let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Zach, let's talk about, you were, you were talking about before the break, staying consistent and trying things. And so I want to, I want to, shift gears here and talk about your business. Your what you do on Twitter is is really cool. I could tell people what you do. I think it's best if you tell people what you do because I, I think it's really cool. And it's so different. And and I've had you mentioned you you mentioned resellers. And I've had Joe Hart on the podcast. I've had Justin Martin. I've had Joseph Oliver, guys that are friends of yours. I want to have more uh, because the, some of those guys have incredible stories, and, and all three of them that I mentioned, incredible stories. But talk about what you do in the reselling business. It's just really different. I, I love it, man. It's it's just it's that good. Um, so yeah, so I like to do things a little differently. Um, when people think of reselling, they think going after that hot, you know, new popular item that everyone wants. Um, I do things a little bit differently. I am going for the items that are dusty. Um, things that have been sitting on the shelves for long periods of time, going to those old, you know, hardware or mom and pop stores that not many people think that there are, there is potential um, for, for resale items. Um, and I kind of got into this niche by talking to my cousin where we were, you know, discussing face washes. Um, and she was like, you know, I had this one that works. The company discontinued it and they can't find it. Um, you know, I kind of looked all over and I ended up going to a mom and pop pharmacy just a couple of minutes down my home and I ended up finding it. And it was like going, you know, pick it up for like $5 and it goes for like 30 on eBay, which was crazy to me. Um, 
and that's where it kind of grown. You know, it was just kind of, again, experimenting, trying and looking into different things and seeing what worked. And I found, I started to find these products that had a, a ton of resale potential um, from extremes where I had found a, a lotion that I picked up for $20 and it sold for $250. Um, wood cleaners that you can find for five that sell for $50. It sounds crazy, but there are people out there who have these beloved favorite products. They want these so bad and what companies discontinued it, they're, they'll happily pay you to go out and find these items for them rather than them spending their time, effort, mileage, like what you're doing yeah. to go find these items. And um, that's kind of what I've been doing for the past almost three years now. I mentioned a tweet that you had and you were talking about that, that very thing. And I mentioned that to my wife and she said, that's, that's actually very true because, um, people get used to, and we were talking about hair collar. You were talking about hair collar and I never really thought about that. But then I, I, we were just talking in conversation, Zach. And I said, you know, I said, yeah, I said, Zach mentioned that. And she goes, yeah. She said, if a woman finds a collar she likes, she, you know, and, and I, I'm going to use a totally West Virginia phrase. She's going to ride that horse as long as she can. <laughs> and, and, and so again, um, you, and, and I want to give you something here that just kind of came to mind as you were talking about that, about these discontinued items. We used to, in the food business, we used to call it our disco list, the discontinued items. You like to go disco dancing for these oh, yeah. items, you know, and, and yeah, disco, man. Do you, everybody thought disco died in the seventies, man, but disco is making a comeback in it with, with that. When you thought, when you think about those items and things like that, you, you have been very intentional and this is what intrigues me about about following you on social media. You are so free just to say, you know, here it is. I don't want anything. I'm not looking. Where does that come from? Because it is so, it, it, it connects with me because I have the same type of, of personality and spirit. You have something incredibly value, valuable that you could probably sell and people will pay you for. And you just go here. I want you to have this. Where does that come from in you? Because it's Zach, it's powerful, man. It is really, really powerful. Where does that come from? I just love to see people win. Um, I think that's one of the coolest things. I, that's honestly how I started. I found a couple people who, um, was kind of giving things away, just, giving it away and and that is kind of where I got that inspiration because it's for someone who's looking to start reselling um it's at least in my opinion it doesn't help or it doesn't connect as well when someone posts you know this screenshot say hey I did thousands of dollars today and that's all you see that really it doesn't connect with you and I think the way I, I, I try to help people and people who are looking for a side hustle and looking, hey, I want to try to make extra income. These products that I put on Twitter, I, I feel like it's, you can, you can see it happen. You can say, hey, I found this here and I sold it for here and here's how much I made for profit. And I think when people can make that connection and yeah. see, that's when you can kind of build some momentum and say, okay, I... I picked up this item and then exactly. maybe I can what go you're doing this. is you're, you're, you're saying, and I'm, forgive me for interrupting, but here's, this is where it's, it's so powerful, man. You're saying, I'm just like you. I don't have this magic formula. I just went out and found something that I think somebody, I think you could, could use. And it's just so every man and it's so genuine and it's so refreshing. And, and, I, and I love what you just said there because there are two things at play there. One is people have FOMO, a fear of missing out. But also everybody wants to be that mega, everybody's like, you know, there's a lot of people that say, well, I want 
400,000 followers or three, 3.8 million followers or whatever on Twitter, or I want to do all this, this big dollar business and things like that. And what I've always gotten from following you on social media is you're just as happy when you make five bucks on an item to, I mean, that's the sense that I get is like, I found this here. It sells on eBay. You know, I bought it for five. I sold it for 20. And when people, they, you know, people respond back, they're like, Zach, yeah, I took your advice and I sold this item for 15 bucks, man. You're it's, it's almost like you're jumping on the table with them, winning with them. Can you share with me the best story that you've gotten where, where a tip that you've given somebody paid off for them and they shared it with you and kind of how you felt in that moment? Do you have one or two that, that come to mind like that for you? I think a lot. I mean, there's nothing that, you know, that stands out. Um, to me, just because there, there's been a lot of people who have had that those moments where they 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 message me and say, "Hey, I found this. Like you said, I found this item. One of my most recent was I found this item for for eight dollars and I sold it for fifty. And it's just those it's just those little tiny wins that when you get that first sale, it's just one of those things that can grow into. And something. You don't know these people at all. I mean, like no, you like no. you do not know these people, but it, it's. And Zach, again, forgive me, but man, it's, it's like, these people know you like they, they know, like, like they would say, oh yeah, Zach helped me. Or, you know, my, my buddy Zach on Twitter, you know, it's almost like you have drawn these people in to where the connection is real and palpable. And that's what I enjoy. And I, and I'm kind of playing fanboy a little bit here because I am, I think what you're doing is powerful. Where do you see reselling going from here because a lot of people and i've seen i've seen it you know oh it's a scam things like well, what's wrong every business on the planet buys an item for x and sells it for y and they make they they sell it for more than what they bought it for they're not going to be in business if they don't that's the mm -hmm. thing and and i don't understand that concept I think what it is, it's jealousy, but where do you see it? Where do you see reselling going from here? I don't know where it's going from here, to be honest. Um, I don't know where it's going, but I do know that it provides a lot of opportunity, um, not only for yourself, but for other businesses. So the way I like to look at it is, especially for discontinued items, for me, it's not just about me going out and making a profit. It's also providing someone access to still with their favorite products that they can access with a click of a button. But not only that is you are also helping these smaller businesses who have been impacted by the pandemic, um, help them move inventory and you're also buying from them. Um, because these are a lot of the, the, the places that I buy from are more mom and pop, locally owned, independently owned, pharmacies, hardware stores, and grocery stores. Um, and if that's a way that I can help, you know, provide a win-win scenario, um, then that's kind of where I, I stay. And I kind of like love doing that because I know it does provide um, opportunity, not only for the stores, myself and the customer, but that's also the, the, the post office. You're shipping, you're also ordering supplies. That business is going to the, the company that provides you the supplies and the, the, the post office or UPS or whoever, there's a whole lot of um, companies and business behind that. So you are providing opportunity for all these different areas. How often do you get the looks from people at the, the mom and pop pharmacy or the, and by the way, the mom and pop pharmacies are, are slowly, they're slowly dying. I had a, a gentleman named Mike Ketzler uh, on my podcast. He 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 does a pharmacy based podcast. He's an independent pharmacy owner in Michigan. And I think about guys like Mike. I think about an independent chain in our in our area that has they have about thirty stores, but they're very much mom and pop. They're very much, you know, they still do things the way they've 
they've done them for, for decades. Have you ever gotten those looks when you go and buy four or five, you know, if they've got four or five of the dusty items on the shelf and you just go and you're like, I'm just going to take all of them. You know, I'm just going to, do you ever, do you ever get those looks like, man, nobody's bought that in two or three years. You know, I can't remember the last time we sold that and here you're buying five of them. You, you get those kind of looks like, what are you doing, man? Are you sure this is on the, uh, the up and up, you know, all the time, all the time. And early on, I was like, oh, you know, kind of worried, like, oh, what are they going to think of me? But the more and more you do, you're like, man, it, I kind of enjoy it. Like, oh, what kind of look are they going to give me today? Like, I'm, because it's not only the, I guess, the dusty items, but you have someone, me, who's buying, you know, lady products or, you know, um, these, these lady hair care products. And obviously someone who's doesn't have hair now, um, kind of get the weird looks or <laughs> denture cushions, you know, uh, you got a 30 year old buying denture cushions. You kind of get that weird look, but it's, uh, it's kind of funny at this, you know, you're used to it. Um, and you get the look, but you always get a thank you. So, and again, I love the, the fact that, that you are, you've never said like, you know, when, when I, when I, when I see you on social media, you've never said, Hey, invest 500 bucks in this. You're very realistic. And you say, listen, if you've got 20 bucks, you can still make something on, you know, if you've got 20 bucks to spare, you know, here's two or three items that you can go buy for under 20 bucks. And, and, and you can make money off. I, I, you make it simple, Zach. That's what, that's what I love about following you on. So by the way, it's at Zach Altmyer, Z-A-C-H-A-L-T-M-Y-E-R. You know, people are like, well, you've been talking about his Twitter feed. There it is. So go follow him and, and, and get, you know, even if you, even if you just say to yourself, I want to make some, you said something one day and we'll go here and then we'll, we'll take a break. Cause I, I really want to get into your story. You were talking about paying just a, a, a regular bill like you. And, and I love it because it was so powerful. Like I sold one item and paid my internet bill for the month or I sold an item and paid my cell phone bill for a month. And, and you, you may have some people going, okay. Um, to them, they feel like their, their nine to five has got to cover those things. And you've really taken that and made it different and said, wait a minute, why not do this and take care of those small little bills? And what I, what I hear you say, and it may not be what you're saying, but what I hear is save your, save your nine to five money for the stuff that matters most. And, and here's something over here that you can pay your smaller bills with that's going to give you a little more peace of mind at night. When, when you make a statement, when you, stay, when you say things like that, what's your ultimate intention? You know, because I, I, that, that's the way I processed it. Is that the way you intended for it to come out? Because I, I don't want to miss it. I, I don't want to outthink the person that, that, that can use. When I talk about intentional encouragement, I hope it's like, Hey, this, I think this will help a lot of, this will help anybody. That's my intention behind it. What's your intention behind something like that? When, when you say, Hey, is it to, to, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What's the intention for you? For me, uh, honestly, that was a reminder to myself. Um, because I, you know, especially for someone who works a nine to five and Hey, you know, I want to start a side hustle it can be, it can be overwhelming at first and even throughout your journey um, for, for different reasons where you are like, Hey, you know, I want to make this, this X amount of money. And if you kind of look at the big picture, it does become overwhelming. So the way I like to break it down and what kind of helps me is break it down all the way to one bill, figure out one bill that you can pay off that month with your side hustle. And if you can get that one bill, then move to two and then move to three and then move to four until you're all, you can cover those bills with your side hustle, because there you can kind of, you can track your progress, which I think is 
provides a ton of value for you because you can see how much you've progressed over time. It kind of, it, it provides a benchmark. Um, but really that was the main goal to just create a benchmark for yourself and be able to watch yourself grow over time. Say, hey, you know, a couple months back, I was only able to pay my cell phone bill, but a couple months now, man, I'm paying like half my bills with my side hustle. And, it, you know, that can provide that can keep consistency and that can keep providing momentum for you to keep moving forward. Man, that is so good. That is so good. Let's step aside and take a break because I want to leave room and space for Zach's story. And I, you know, kind of tell, you know, what led him into some things in his life. He's already kind of alluded to the fact that of being an engineer and things like that, but this is so good. And, and again, the encouragement here is whatever that side hustle is for you or that thing that you want to do that helps you just do it and, and, you know, keep it fun, enjoyable that. And that's when you see Zach's Twitter feed, man, it, it is, it, it's positive. It's fun. It's, you know, it's, it's definitely worth a follow. My guest entrepreneur coach Zach Altmeyer joins me today on the intentional encourage podcast. You come back in just a moment. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. Have you ever wanted to live a bucket list life? Or if you're a business owner, have you ever wanted to incentivize your team in unbelievable ways? I have got just the thing for you. You need to contact my friend, Brad Norwood with Dream It Pro Professional Events. Brad's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourager podcast, and I can tell you he has helped numerous companies achieve unbelievable things through experience travel. Experiences are what people want. They want to know how they can live incredible bucket list lives as well, too. And Brad can help you with both of those things. I can't give you any better encouragement than to give Brad and his team a call right now at 479 466 6907 or go to www.dreamitpro.com and when you get there click on events and you are going to see some unbelievable once in a lifetime experiences and i promise you this unlike plaques awards trophies things like that experiences and trips like these don't burn up in a fire Again, go to www.dreamitpro.com today. And now let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Zach, I want to save room for your story, man. You you talked about, you've, you've weaved in parts of it in this conversation. It's been fantastic. So, but, you know, I want you to tell your story. Go back as far as you want to tell Maybe talk about some obstacles that you've overcome and lessons you've learned from it. I just want to give you the space and room to just tell your story. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know where to begin. I, I know the one thing for sure is I've always been someone who wants to make the most out of their life. Um, and it has always been one of my goals to have a, an experience of, of bucket list items. And it's just something that I've always had and kind of want to do throughout my life. And it's just to kind of keep things fun, number one. And, and because the days and months, they can just get jumbled together so quickly and you blink and a year goes by yeah. and you're like, man, yeah. you know, nothing really changed. And I've been, I've always tried to do things that, challenge me, scare me, excite me, you know, these different things of just creating, again, going back to benchmarks within your life. Um, so a couple of years ago, I got my scuba certification and I've been trying to go on different, uh, different dives. I was able to dive with a whale shark, uh, two years ago, which was pretty cool. You know, I've done some rock climbing, um, skydiving, um, hot air ballooning. Um, I've been, uh, boxing, got into some like sparring sessions and just 
doing those different type of things to to challenge yourself and just really get the most out of life. And that is so and that is so counterintuitive to the engineering field that you're in, right? Because most of them are process driven and and it's okay, A plus B equals C, you know, the equations and again, my son's an engineering major at Marshall. The equations that he has, he, he showed me one. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I was getting kind of getting the middle, middle strain there. That's so counterintuitive. But was there a point in your life or was there something that happened in your, because sometimes people, here's what I want to ask this, Zach, is sometimes people have one of those life altering moments that cause them to go, okay. There are things that I want to do in life that if I keep doing this, I'm not going to get to do those things in life. There's something that happens that just kind of is that life altering. Did you have one of those things or did it just kind of come to you like, I want to do these things because I'm kind of tapping into my wild side, so to speak. And I don't mean to say that in a, in a, in a joking or negative way, but what was it for you that made you want to, to take on some of these extreme things? Um, I think it was from the people I've met early on in my life. Um, I've met some incredibly inspiring people who've done the same thing. And I was like, man, you know, I want to do that. But I've also met people who've had a lot of regret in their life. Um, and people and, and, friends and you know family members who um who are no longer with us and you kind of see that like man like that's that's it you know and i tomorrow might be my last day i don't know and i want and one of those days it just clicked where it was like i forgot where i heard it i think it was on a podcast but it would it, it was asking the question is if today was your last day would you be okay with that and if you can thinking through that the goal throughout entire life is to have that moment like okay if my time comes i'd be okay with that and that means that you've done everything that you've wanted to do you, you know you've taken those chances you had those experiences you know you know, you went out and did those different things you know you just took those shots in life and i think that's just very important because like I said, going back to some of the people who I have met and have had those regrets is like, I, I don't want to have those regrets. I don't want to be at the, at the end of my life thinking, oh, man, I should have done that. I should have, you know, spoke up when here and this and that I should have took that chance. I don't want to have that. And that was just something that kind of clicked early on for me. And it was just something that has stuck with me ever since. Man, that's, that's so good. Take me through the biggest obstacle that you faced in your life. You know, I mean, you know, a lot of people could, and, 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 you know, from, from listening to this podcast, I've had people all up, they've been all over the board, but what's kind of been the biggest obstacle that you've overcome in your life and, and what was the lesson you learned from it? The biggest obstacle. Oh, that's a good one. That is a great question. Um, you know, I've been very fortunate in my life to where I haven't had that crisis moment in my life. Um, I've had a great family. I've had great relationships. So I, you know, I haven't had that, you know, that super comeback moment. Um, I think it's just been my... I guess being able to be fortunate to be around the right people. But and yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I would have to come back to you on that one on my, my biggest challenge because it's, you know, I've had, we all have our, our challenges, but I don't know if I've had that, that major one where it's like, wow, you know, he's been impacted by it. But um, yeah, I wish I had a better answer for you on that no, one. No, and, and Zach, you know, again, for me, I was 30 when I lost the, the guy that was my best man in my wedding. You know, he passed away pretty suddenly. 
And, and I was like, okay, that's the first one that kind of rocked me. I was like, mm -hmm. oh man, you know, that, that, that rocked me a little bit. So, I, I mean, I get it. I understand that. I mean, I, I think where people are right now, it feels like, and here's, here's where I want to go with you. It feels like sometimes obstacles are mountains to some people and I'm not trying to dismiss it, but we, I feel like we have a drama mentality in our society. If, if we're not listening to drama or creating drama, then we're not, you know, we're not as fulfilled and things like that. And when I see the, the work that you do on social media, I see a guy that, that always is looking to encourage people. You just, you and I just do it in different ways, but you're an intentional encourager because you're trying to say to people, Hey, look, you know, let me help you find this thing that can, can kind of spark something in your life. So let me go here with you. What encourages you intentionally? I think I would just go back to having that ability, just appreciating, honestly. Um, that is just one of the things because we don't, I kind of go back, we just, we don't know our, what time we have left on this earth. Um, and when you kind of have that in the back of your mind, it's all of those challenges and, and things that happen in life just don't don't seem like mountains, you know, mm -hmm. like, hey, um, I can even say today, like today was just one of those days where not many things went right for me. Um, I, I got some feedback on one of the things that I'm working on. It didn't look, it wasn't very good. And then I ended up, uh, going to one of the stores that I wanted to go find an item. And as I was backing out, I ran over some of my inventory because the package was behind my car. So that was run over. And then I ended up going to uh, like that store and it said it was in stock, but it wasn't. So it was like a very, you know, over three moment there. Not a lot of things went over, but you know what? It's going to be okay. I got tomorrow, you know, I still have all the things that really mean the most to me and you just kind of shrug it off. So coming back to your question, with, which gives me encouragement, it's just, you know, making the most of your environment and just kind of, just being appreciative, you know, it, something that, that sparked something that I want to go here real quick with you after the Super Bowl, they're talking to Joe Burrow, the Bengals quarterback. And he said during the, the two weeks between the AFC championship and Super Bowl, he's watching a football life with Kurt Warner the former Rams and Cardinals quarterback, Hall of Famer. The guy that, that whose story is portrayed in the movie American Underdog. And Kurt Warner won a Super Bowl with the Rams, lost one with the Rams, and lost one with the Cardinals. In fact, um, the last one he played in was the, the, the Super Bowl, the last Steelers Super Bowl win, where Ben Roethlisberger throws the pass and the – probably the greatest pass I've ever seen throws it in the corner of the end zone and Santonio Holmes makes an unbelievable catch on a ball that shouldn't be caught, but he caught it and stayed in bounds. And Warner said in this football life, he said, I let the sting of the loss affect me. And he said, I had to learn how to celebrate what we just accomplished. Instead of focusing on the sting, I had to learn to celebrate. And that's what Burrow said. He said, I'm going to take some time and celebrate what we just did and reflect on what we just did. And, and Zach, I could see, in, 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 as you were talking about that, I could see you start to reflect in your mind, yeah, I lost some inventory because I accidentally ran over it. I had that over three day, but 
man, yesterday was a pretty good day. Tomorrow is probably going to be a, a pretty good day. You seem to have the ability to put those things behind you. And this is a great point. This is a great place, I believe, for you to talk about and, and encourage somebody out there that may be listening and says, Zach, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to have that same encouragement. I'd love to have, you know, help people like you help people and do some of the things that you're doing. Share with me in this audience your biggest piece of intentional encouragement. Two words, just start. Um, I could give you all the the right words. I could give you all the motivation. I could give you everything, but it doesn't happen unless you make that decision to start. Um, and I think that's what's most important. That's how I started, just by starting. And you'll find your way as long as you stay consistent. Man, that is so good. Tell folks how they can connect with you. Uh, on all your social media platforms, I know people want to connect with you. How do folks get with get to you and, and find your content? Right now, I'm just on Twitter, um, and that's at Zach Altmyer, um, Z-A-C-H-A-L-T-M-Y-E-R. Man, that's so good. Zach Altmyer, entrepreneur, coach, joins me on the Intentional Encourager podcast, and, and man, Zach, this has been so good. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Thank you. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.